Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we are talking about blocks to getting help and healing. Hi friends, what's up? Welcome to the podcast today. So excited to be with y'all. Um, I have just been thinking a lot. <laughs> One of my clients recently I just wrapped up with and over the course of working together, she not only did she get engaged, but feels so calm and confident in her capacity to manage anxiety. She is capable of making decisions in a way that she feels much more confident in, not 100%, but is much more easily making choices. And I, we, we just spent time kind of celebrating and just noticing all the progress and growth that she had. And here's the crazy thing. She almost didn't do the program and was very close to not working together because of all the fear that was going on for her. And I just like felt so much joy and was so proud of her for being willing to show up and do the work, even though it was really, really scary for her, and just how incredible it was to watch her growth and her journey and see like who she became and the massive shifts she made in her life. And I just was thinking about you guys and those of you who maybe have considered reaching out to get coaching, maybe consider working with a therapist, but you are having those blocks. You feel that inclination, that desire, you're wanting to, but there's so much fear holding you back. And I get it, 100%. I remember having awareness, like even when I was younger, like thinking I have anxiety or something's going on, I didn't know what, and thinking I'm, I maybe need therapy, like something's really wrong with me. And there was a lot of shame. And I love that I think culturally and in society, I think that getting help and therapy coaching is becoming more normal and less taboo. But yet there is still a lot that can hold you back, even if you feel that desire or realize this might be something that you want and need. So... I wanted to talk to you about some of those fears that come up that might be holding you back because this step, honestly, that first step of reaching out to someone, talking to them is like the hardest thing, but it's so, so instrumental in the shifts it can create and how quickly it speeds up your healing. So I wanna talk to you guys today about those fears and some thoughts on them. Because again, if we can work on this very first fear of talking to someone and getting the help you need, this is the doorway, this is the gate to then helping you work through all the other stuff that's going on. But often we don't even touch that stuff because we're too afraid to even reach out and start the process. So we're gonna start about that very, we're gonna talk about that very first step and how to overcome those blocks. So one of the things that I see is really, really common 
that holds people back a lot of times is the fear that they might find something out about their relationship if they work on their anxiety. That if they go all in on working on this, that there's going to be some truth that their thoughts, their fears are actually real and that by looking at them more, like it'll make the thoughts become stronger and basically they'll identify like there is this truth, there is something wrong and they need to leave, the relationship has to end. And it makes sense that your brain would offer you this because this is like the thing that has been going on all the time is our brain is constantly afraid that there's some answer, there's some underlying truth that we're going to discover, that we need to act on to um, leave this relationship. Like that is the software your brain is running constantly. And so it makes sense that this is just another avenue. Your brain's going to do that, right? Your brain's constantly worrying and looking for this truth and afraid of finding it or trying to find it obsessively when we broach something new, like working on your anxiety, your brain's gonna offer that same fear of, uh uh-oh, but there may be something you're gonna find out. And really, the opposite tends to be true, which is as we dive in and start working on your anxiety, Rather than having more frequent thoughts and really like finding this like truth that you have to leave is you start being able to separate yourself from the thoughts. That desire to ignore and and try to shove away any possible truth that there might be or trying to obsessively to discover it that actually tends to fuel a lot of these thoughts. When we create space for working on it and being able to hold the anxiety and look at it and explore it, what happens is you separate from it. When we are really afraid of our anxiety and it's driving, it's almost kind of like you are merged with it and it feels like that's who you are. It feels very true. Anxiety feels like truth, so it makes sense that we're thinking there will be truth in it as we look at it. But really what happens as we start to hold it and look at it is we really see the lies in it and we start to be able to not identify with it anymore. So that's like the first fear I often see is that there's going to be some underlying truth you're going to discover really opposite happens, which is we are able to separate from our anxiety more and it no longer holds this sense of weight or truth to it. Okay, next thing that I see is it won't work. Our brain tells us that doing the work isn't going to help. It's not going to work. And I think it's very important to define what that means. Because this is what our brains do whenever we are putting ourselves out there, doing something hard or new, is our brains tend to just want to shut it down with, it's not going to work. And part of that is because our brains are wired to avoid pain, 
right? Our brain anticipates this might be a painful process. And then also our brains are lazy. They'd rather just stay the same. They'd rather not try something different. So as uncomfortable as this anxiety is, it's very familiar. So rather than trying to do something different, our brain would rather just assume, you know what, it's not going to work. So we might as well just stay where we're at. Like we're probably going to end up here anyways, and we're going to put all this time and money and effort into it. So we might as well just not even try and stay where we're at. And the interesting thing is what happens is one, we fail by default. We don't even try. We don't put ourselves out there. We're, we don't do anything different. We're not going to create anything different. Our brain's so scared of putting ourselves out there for a risk of actually like feeling better and having what we want that it would rather just not try. And ultimately what happens is we just stay in the same place. Albert Einstein says the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. When your brain tells you it won't work, it's your brain's sneaky way of just saying, let's just keep doing the same thing. You have to be willing to try something different if you're wanting a different result, if you're wanting to feel better. And I think also defining what working means, because if working to us means I never ever experience anxiety again and I never have negative thoughts and the whole rest of my life is just rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, that's not going to happen, right? If our definition of working is something that isn't obtainable, yeah, we're not going to hit that. But being able to define what is realistic to achieve for you and then practicing believing it. And yes, your brain's going to doubt and question if you're capable of it because your brain doubts and questions everything. Your brain doubts and questions your relationship. It does the same thing when you're taking a risk and working on it. So just like it questions if the relationship is going to work out or not, it's going to question if you're going to be able to work on your anxiety or not. It does this whenever you're going to take a big leap. So being willing to know your brain's going to throw that at you, but not necessarily listening to it. Because thinking it's not going to work in your relationship is going to hold you back from going all in and really creating the relationship you want. And similarly, believing that doing work on yourself isn't going to work will hold you back from actually making the changes you want to make. Now your brain's going to have that doubt, right? Because it's going to want to be lazy. It's not going to want you to do something new or different. But just because you're thinking it's not going to work doesn't make it true. Just because you're thinking your relationship isn't going to work doesn't mean it's true. The question is, are you going to let that fear drive the choices that you make? Okay, next fear is a lot of times I hear people say things like, I should be able to do this by myself. I should be able to work on this by myself. I shouldn't need help. And I think it's really interesting we have that idea. And I wonder if, again, part of it comes from some of the stigma against mental health that um, has existed. 
But the way I see it is one, you do not need help. You could go your whole life without ever getting a mentor, a coach, a therapist. You could spend your whole life not doing that and you would be okay. Lots of people do live their life that way. You don't need to work on it. But most people in their life have a gap from where they are and where they want to be. So right now with you, that is where you want to be in your relationship, where you want to be with your anxiety versus where you currently are. And you might compare to other people and be like, oh, well, other people don't need help with this thing. Other people don't struggle with this, so I shouldn't. But everyone has something that they are struggling with. Everyone has something that they are looking to improve on. And then the question is, what do we do with that? So some people, with whatever that thing is, they're looking to improve. So with us right now, we're talking about relationship anxiety. Just decide, we're going to stay in the same spot. We're not going to try. We're not going to work on it. And we just stay in that same place. Some people just say, you know what? I am going to work. I am going to try to become that person that I want to be. I'm going to try and bridge that gap. And I'm going to try to do it on my own. And we make some progress. We make some growth. It is slower. It does take a lot more time. It might not get you quite as far. And again, this isn't just an anxiety, but I think about any aspect of life, in your career, in your schooling, with other relationships, with any other goals you have, there is a gap from where you are and where you want to be and you can work on it on your own. You're going to be limited as far as how quickly and how easily and how much you are able to grow. And so those of us who take that growth really seriously decide for option C, which is I'm going to get that help and that mentor to help me get where I want to go. And that's where we see like people that really create the lives they're wanting do that. People who are successful in business, in their chosen career path, and do extraordinary things in their life, get a mentor. And we're very familiar of this in career because most of us recognize, okay, if you have this aspiration to become a doctor, you don't expect yourself to just be able to do it on your own. And maybe you could figure out how to get there, right? There was a point in time where people figured out how to be doctors without med school, right? We all, it started somewhere, but probably a lot more trial and error and definitely 100% not as effective as it is now. Med school makes it much quicker, easier, more pain-free to get someone to that place of becoming a doctor and actually helping heal people. People don't shame themselves and thinking, I should be able to become a doctor on my own because we have universally accepted that you need help. You need guidance to become a doctor. And for whatever reason, we've decided with our brain and our emotions that that should be something you just don't need help with. 
that that should be something that just comes naturally because it seems to come so naturally to everyone else. And honestly, that couldn't be further from the truth because our brains and our emotions are one of the most complex things we will deal with. One of the most frustrating and hard things we will deal with in this life. And so if we are willing to invest time and energy and effort to have someone mentor and teach us in our career, how much more deserving is our own mental and emotional well-being of that? Just like you wouldn't shame yourself for going to med school if you want to be a doctor, you should not be shaming yourself to get the support to become the person you want to be mentally and emotionally, to become the person who's capable of having the kind of relationship you want to have. And this kind of leads into the next thing that I think often holds us back is a lot of times we have fear of investing in ourselves. And I think that's because we tend to value in our society a lot of things above mental health. So when you think about going all in and working on your own relationship anxiety and getting support, you might have some fears come up Because you think that you should be more responsible with your money and you should be saving it or you should be using it to do fun things and travel and that that's really what's going to bring you joy. And I totally get that because I used to have the same kind of mindset. I was not willing to invest in myself. I thought I needed to save all my money or I should be just using it for fun things that I wanted and, and not work on my mental health. Um, and one thing that my mentor, Brooke Castillo said that like literally flipped my life on it, it like did a whole 180 on this perspective of I shouldn't invest in myself was she said the number one thing we can invest in is our brain because ultimately in this life, your brain is the thing that will follow you your whole life. So that trip that you're wanting, you want it because you think it's going to make you feel joy. You think it's going to make you feel excited. But if we haven't worked on our mindset, you know, while there might be some joy in that trip, it's going to be limited. Whereas when you can work on your own brain, now you have skills and tools that are going to go with you anywhere you go to create more of the emotions that you want to experience to navigate those emotions that are hard. If you are someone who has invested in your mind, you're going to be someone who is capable of creating more money. A lot of times we think money is this finite thing that we only have so much of and we have to guard very carefully. But when you have done work on your mind your relationship to money changes. And this is something I've seen with my clients is not only is working on relationship anxiety prove your relationship, but other aspects that tend to be very fear-driven, like often our relationship with money, tend to shift. And money becomes easier for them to manage. They are spending it more intentionally, as well as they become the kind of person who is able to get a promotion at their job and start creating more money. 
become the kind of person who's able to start a business and generate more income. When we work on our mind, our options become limitless because you become the kind of person who adds value into the world. And that is priceless. So that is why I believe our mind is the number one thing we can invest in because it changes our quality of life and it increases our capacity to generate more in every aspect of life. Time, money, career, relationship, because we are able to manage our mind and emotions, we show up differently in every aspect of life to create more of what we want in every area. Okay, the next reason that I often see holds people back is this idea of there will be a better time in the future to work on yourself. And this presents itself with the ideas of like, oh, I'm not quite ready, or maybe it'll be easier or better later. And I think that we have to be very honest with ourselves when our minds get in this mode of there will be a better time later. Because the truth is, again, our brains are very lazy. And so what better way to get out of doing work than to sell you on you don't need to do it right now. So often when our mind is telling us there'll be another time that is better, you just have to kind of question that of, is it genuinely I don't have time and space in my life right now? Or is it I'm trying to get out of doing something that I'm scared of or I'm not wanting to do? Like, you know, I think of, you know, chores or that thing at work. Like a lot of times that thing that you know you really need to get done is also the thing you want to procrastinate the most. So check in on when your brain's telling you you're not ready yet is, is this more of your brain trying to procrastinate and trying to push off doing the work? And then On the flip side of that is also even when your brain says, I don't have the time, is questioning on yourself on like, where are you spending your time? What are you investing it in? And is that more important to you right now than investing it in your mental health, your anxiety, your relationship? And the answer might be yes, but know that we're always choosing where to use our time. So another thing that often holds us back is the fear that our, we'll be investing in this relationship and this relationship might not work out. And it's the same thing that holds us back from really like going all in on this relationship is like, but what if it doesn't work out? Is we don't want to put the time and money into working on our anxiety because we're like, well, we could break up and then move on and then it's over. Um. And I think that is where we get kind of lost is believing that this anxiety is just about this relationship and just about getting this relationship to work or not when really your anxiety is so much bigger than that. Your anxiety has likely shown up in other aspects of your life, in other relationships. It repeats in patterns. This isn't just about this relationship. This is about 
Again, your relationship with money, your job, your ability to make decisions, your confidence and self-trust, your ability to love yourself. Working on relationship anxiety is so much broader than that. And I am so grateful that I was able to do so because I even see for me how much it's affected my capacity to show up as a mom. And the relationship anxiety I wouldn't have thought would be the avenue to me healing in a way that would help me be a better parent. Um, Of course, we're still learning a lot in that department. But really, again, working on your relationship anxiety is so much more than just trying to get this relationship to work. This is an investment in you and becoming the person you want to be. And I think ultimately this is why I'm so passionate about this is because I just have been thinking a lot lately again about seeing my clients feel better, but even just thinking about my own life and how much I have right now that I dreamed of having that I've been able to create and a huge part of that has been because I was willing to do the hard work. I was willing to get support and I was willing to invest in myself. And I think if I could go back in time to that more anxious, younger, scared version of me, like to show her and tell her all the amazing things that I've been able to accomplish and just like thank her for being willing to take that leap of faith and go all in on herself. And the last thing I want to leave you guys with is that you are worth doing the work for. I think a lot of times we kind of have this sense of I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of investing in myself. I'm not worthy of getting help. But knowing like you are so, so deserving and it is one of the best gifts you can give to yourself. Again, if it's something you kind of feel that inkling to do, but you've been scared or you've been nervous is no, like getting help and support for your mental health is one of the best things you can do. And again, it transforms not just your relationship, but every aspect of life in the best possible way. And your future self will be thanking you for being willing to take the risk and do the scary thing and get the help and support that you need. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. You have a beautiful week. We'll talk next week. Bye.